0: Cotney Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar with John Kenney and Trent Cotney.
1: Hey, this is Trent Cotney, CEO of Cotney Attorneys and Consultants, and this is another episode of Law & Mortar. Uh, with me, as always, is John Kenney, CEO of our consulting group. John, how are you doing? Doing great. It's
0: been a busy week, trying to wind down, getting towards the uh, Christmas season right around the corner
1: but happy to be here as always. Yep, yeah, um, winding down the year here. We're in the middle of year-end ourselves, so uh, counting the days until January 1. Um, so a few things I wanna talk about. Obviously, since our last law and mortar, there were some significant storms uh, throughout uh, the Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Missouri, Illinois region that caused a significant amount of damage and loss of life. Um, you know, my phone started ringing um, as early as Saturday morning, when uh, I was getting calls from roofing contractors that had lost uh, their their place of work, or their homes were damaged, or they lost materials, and it's been a huge problem. You know, one of the biggest things that uh, I've been kind of warning the whole industry out there is that if you thought you had problems with supplies before the storm, just wait till uh, a month or two, and then you will see the the true ramifications of the increased demand. Related to the repairs with this uh, with the storm damage, so um, definitely you know my heart goes out to everyone that was affected by it. You know, a, just a, amazing seeing those photos. But uh, on the consulting side, John, I know you've talked to uh, clients throughout the week. What have you heard?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, as with you, we also did presentations for the Kentucky Roofing Association this week, and um, there was people that and they recorded them for the fact it was people out trying to do emergency. Uh, um, you know, temporaries and get their own business and lives in order. But yeah, it, it's been rough. The, a lot of damage went on besides the mass destruction that you're seeing on television. That is totally gone. Right, cities are obliterated. But there's so much other damage on the outside of it. It pretty much covers a lot of Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, uh, Illinois. It, it, it's it's a lot, and, and they're all feeling it. And that's what I, I've heard. If you, of course, one is. You want your lives, right? You got to make sure everybody's safe. And that's what you're happy with You get through this. But now I've had people, well, my material's gone. It's missing. It's out. You couldn't get it to begin with. So I think you're going to add some heavy duty stress onto an already stressed uh, logistics problem we're facing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, all we can do is, is just hope and pray we don't have any more storms like this kind of moving throughout um, you know, the first and second quarter of this year, because we, we've got to get some relief uh, as it relates to you know, getting some of our, our key roofing system accessories and you know, fasteners, things like that, that are just holding up these projects. So um, next thing I wanna talk to you, John, is um, it's a little known theory and I thought I would mention it to our audience because it's something that I've used on occasion And it's a legal concept known as cardinal change. And what cardinal change is, it's used on public projects, primarily federal projects. But uh, what it says is that if the scope of work has changed so significantly, okay, be a change order or otherwise, uh, that it has created something that's completely different than what was anticipated, that it excuses performance from from the contractor. Okay, And basically, you're entitled to a new contract at that point. Um, I see this primarily in infrastructure type projects, and that's a lot of times where I've been able to use it. But I think it may also apply to um, at least the, the argument itself, maybe something that could be used in, in uh, roofing context. Uh, if you've got a change order that is so significant that it's you know, more than 50 percent of the original contract. So, great example, is we had a roofing contractor that you know, put on a complete roof. Um, had, uh, you know, the general put on, decided that it was a good idea to run scissor lifts all over the new roof. And as a result, you know, now needs to put on another roof. Well, that's not a change order. That's a new contract, right? So same ideas apply there, but definitely something that you might want to hold in your back pocket to kind of, if nothing else, to make people think. So John, have you ever encountered anything like that? I have to admit, uh, this
0: is one of the first times I've, uh, I've heard the phrase, Uh, understanding how it works. This was an education for myself as well. That's why I love being in the position I'm in. You learn every day. But I absolutely see the use from a roofing contractor standpoint on a major change order, where you're going to want to renegotiate a contract versus having a change order. So I think it's a clause that has a lot of use in our industry, especially on anyone doing the larger hospital, the residential, all of that because those usually have some pretty large change orders. And again, you gave a great example, put a good roof down, somebody else ruins it. Now you got to replace it. It's well over 50%, probably twice the cost of the original roof. So you're going to want a lot better negotiated contract than what you
1: signed. So excellent advice. Clearly, you know, the um, the cardinal change theory, again, used primarily on, on you know, public bid work, that kind of stuff and infrastructure projects. But What I like to do is I, especially, I I like to put this in letters. I said, "Look, this is the equivalent of a cardinal change," and you know, even if you can't use the theory in whole, you can at least use the concept to make the argument. So, um, turn to our next topic, John. We've got some exciting news coming out of consulting, and you know, I've I've seen a sneak peek. I'm lucky enough to uh, to be in the same office as you, and I've seen. Uh, what we're about to offer but uh, as I understand it we've got an entire uh, project management training suite that's about to come out first of the year why don't you tell our audience about it what it's about uh, when they can expect it to come out and the price and where they can get it absolutely well first of all make it easy that and all other products you get at shopcotany.com.
0: so we'll get that that through now we'll talk about it at the end but um, it is going to be available right after the holidays. Well, we're going to wait to launch it till after the new year just because it makes more sense. Um, it's pretty much done now. We're going through the final Q, QC on it. Um, absolute excellent program. So we have the estimating series, but if you you're a contractor out there, you know where the money is. once you get your estimates right, your money, your next money problem is going to be in the field, managing your projects. So, you know we're go- we're covering it all. We're covering understanding scheduling, how to properly schedule, how to manage your people, um, how to understand the financial aspects of a job, um, which also teaches them how to understand the financial aspects of your company. So this it'd be uh, full blown project management, but we've geared it down to the roofing contractor specifically because there's a lot of things in the project management world that honestly you don't need to know, you're never gonna come across it, but you're gonna also learn tactics from this to understand how the general contractors work with their project management. So you're going in educated now. They're not gonna hit you anymore with terms you don't understand or how to use the floats, all that's in there. So I know it's kind of a uh, really quick overview, but I will guarantee you when you take this, it's probably, a, I would say it's a 10 to 12 hour course. Um, to run through. Of course, like everything else we do, it's broken into segments. So you're doing about 15, 20 minutes at a time to make it real easy on the person taking it. Quizzes in between to make sure you've learned what's in the prior module you just uh, um, watched. And at the end, there's going to be an examination. You pass the examination, you're going to become a certified professional roofing project manager. We're going to give you that with this one. No other tests taken. So this is going to be excellent. No one else has done this in the industry that I'm aware of, and this is absolutely a value. The value you asked, um, probably gonna, we're looking at $599. Again, we like to keep our programs um, very reasonably priced because it's about getting that education factor out there to as many of the industries we can to make it better.
1: So, John, let, let me get this straight. For $599, they get a 10 to 12 hour course, they get the equivalent of a certification and a designation that they can use. absolutely Uh, that's a bargain at twice the price john absolutely so yeah i'm looking forward to that and i know we've got some other things in the works that are going to come out uh one q so um really look i know what's coming up i know it's going to be exciting always go to shop we're constantly updating and adding new stuff there from legal to hr to safety to training it's all there one-stop shop for construction um john it is time my man are you ready I love the question time from the audience. Question time. And, this. you know, for our, our listeners out there, we have 43 questions that I still need to get to, but <laughs> uh, I promise you we'll get to every single one. Uh, please keep sending them. Uh, today's question is from Brian. And, John, this is a question for you. Okay. Uh, in a roofing business, uh, how do you determine gross profit versus net profit? And, you know, at first blush, so that sounds like an easy Question, but it's not as easy as you think because you really have to figure out what are the expenses and things that you subtract from gross profit to get to net. So why don't you know? Why don't you go over in a little bit more detail? Sure.
0: So not to make it any more of a difficult answer, but I'm going to throw a little bit in there a markup, right? Because most people confuse markup and gross profit. That is probably the uh, biggest misconception out there in the industry. And I'm going to save net for last. So. Let's talk about what a markup is first, right? So a markup is you should know exactly what your overhead is of your company. That is all of your indirect costs, which basically means that is the overhead of running your business that you would not have any job expenses, okay? That's the easiest way to understand overhead. It is your building, it's your lights, it's your ownership. Everybody that's gonna show up every day because you have to pay them. And it doesn't matter whether you have one job or you got a thousand jobs, right? So let's just use 20%. So your overhead of your company is 20%. If you make less than that, you're losing money. If you make that, you're not making any money and everything over that becomes profit, right? So gross profit, we're talking about top line. So up at the very top of any construction or roofing company, that is going to be your actually your direct uh, costs of doing business. That is going to be your revenue coming in from whatever you're selling, whatever type of roofs or construction product. You're gonna have your direct labor, which means that it's only labor that is directly involved with producing something that you're selling. So you usually would not include your admin or anything like that in that. So this would be your crew people. Um, and I don't wanna complicate this too much, but it could be your superintendents if that's the way your job cost it because you feel you don't need them and your project managers unless you're doing work. Bottom line is materials, equipment, labor, burden labor. Burden labor means your, you know, your workman's comp, your insurances, all that. Anything involved with that labor is up on top. Now you've got a sale. You've got your cost of goods, right? Which is all we just described. And then when you subtract the two, there's a little number left over, which hopefully is greater than your 20% overhead. That is your gross profit. So 100% is your sales. Your direct cost is what's left. Let's just say it's 70% is your direct cost sales. You ended up with 30% left over. That 30% becomes your gross profit, all right? Then your next level down is called indirect costs. That's what we just talked about. That's everything that makes up your overhead. So if that happens to be 20 and your gross profit was 30, when they're all expensed through and you didn't go over on your overhead, because that can happen, let's just make it simple and say it's 20 All that gets done, you get down to bottom, you subtract it, you're left over with 10%. So you sold a dollar, it costs you 70 cents to do it, right? You got 30 cents left over, your overhead is 20 cents, you're left with 10 cents or 10%. Your 10 cents is your net profit prior before taxes. That is about as simple as I can explain it out. That's pretty much uh, revenue in uh, P&L 101,
1: yeah, I think that's a great explana- explanation. I mean, I, I was able to pick it up immediately and I got to count on my fingers. So thank you for that, John. And uh, look, we want to wish happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody that is listening to this. Uh, as always, if you have any questions for me, you can reach me at tcotney at John, how can they reach you? You can
0: get me Jay Kenny at jkenny at cottneycl.com. And again, same for me. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays,
1: everybody. I uh, look forward to catch you on the next one. Great. And thank you guys. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Law & Mortar. And thank you for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Thanks. Bye now.